You're listening to Netcare Pulse. Keeping up to date on all things critical. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Netcare Pulse. I'm Bruce Whitfield. Andre Nokia is the National Environmental Sustainability Manager for Netcare. Every company's got a sustainability manager. Nowadays, it's all part of the ESG movement worldwide as companies try to become more sustainable for the future. And it's integral, isn't it, Andre, to strategy? Because if you're not sustainable, you're unsustainable. And nobody wants to be unsustainable, do they? Firstly, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And and yeah, to answer you, I think it's, it's such an important aspect. I think everyone around the world is starting to see the impacts really of, of, of just the high carbon footprints all around and, and just natural disasters. And, and, and it's really a, a focal point at the moment for, for everyone to be talking with. So yeah, if you're not focusing on it yet, then uh, I, I would recommend you quickly start doing that. What's the difference between the tick box exercise, which so many people have been engaged in for so long, and fundamental shifts in business models, operating models, and the way in which businesses are having to work into the future. I think um, what's important is 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 exactly that um, that, that it's not a tick box ex- exercise out there. Too many companies um, get the investor that talks or ask the question, and, and it's too easy to say yes, we are looking at sustainability, but ultimately that. Um, Corporate social responsibilities is not there. Um, what they are doing is just is just making sure that that uh, the wheel turns, and uh, the impact that they're actually doing is is not really impacting the environment at all. As a matter of fact, they might end up uh, actually be worse making making the company or the environment worse worse off. Um, and it's ultimately out there um, trying to to make as much money as possible. And uh, I think what's important to note is is doing the right thing and and really getting yourself entrenched in sustainability can make you the money out there. When Volodymyr Zelensky became president of Ukraine, long before the Russian invasion, he said to government officials, don't put my photograph up on the wall, put photographs of your kids and your grandkids on your desk. And when you look at them, you'll make better decisions for the future. And for decades, people have been paying lip service to environmental sustainability. And in fact, within boardrooms, a lot of this was a bit of a swear word. It was a distraction. It was an additional complexity. It was an additional cost element to it as well. And I wonder what has changed our corporate attitudes towards the issue of sustainability other than activism, perhaps, and being shamed into doing it. Is there a fundamental shift in thinking in the netcare boardroom when it comes to sustainability? So most definitely. Um, I think one of the important points is, is Netcare has is really focused on environmental sustainability since 2013. And it's really become a core focus for Netcare. And, and I think Netcare is really seeing the, the benefits, um, both environmentally as well as financially, um, out there of, of, of really focusing on sustainability, really making sure that sustainability is part of the business and the financial returns speaks for themselves. But give me a practical example here, Andre. I mean, you say, you know, there's a perfectly logical reason to be doing, to be changing the way you operate because there's actually a financial incentive to doing so. So um, maybe a, a, a simple example is just merely changing changing the lights. The old type lights that we that we all grew up, which is an old incandescent light, which are those ones that heat up so quite, quite significantly and when you touch them, they burn you. Now, those those type of light fittings use up to ten times more energy than than a LED type light fitting. So, 
if you can reduce your energy consumption for that matter, or your water consumption or your waste consumption, you end up seeing the benefits in your pocket. Now, the question then always comes back, okay, well, what is the cost of this this new light fitting? Now, sometimes that light fitting can actually be cheaper than the than the old one that you've got in your in your in your house. Um, but let's say it's two or three times more expensive. It ends up paying itself off in, in less than two years. In most cases, hot water systems exactly the same thing. What we're seeing out there in the in the market is that the capital investment that you that you're making for these these initiatives that you're rolling out there is actually paying themselves off, off in financial, operational, um, let's call it returns in, in less than four or five years. So no, sustainability has definitely became the buzzword. And at the same time, I w- once heard President Obama saying, we are the first generation to feel the effects of climate change, but we're also the last generation to do something about it. And it's 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 really so much more than than ultimately financial returns when you when you actually look at those things. Um, when you start taking into consideration the value of quality life, um, the value of quality healthcare, for that matter, it's worth so much more than that one-on-one relationship that you that you're seeing by investing in in that capex. I wonder whether the timing of this great transition and the way in which Netcare thinks about sustainability was accelerated by the fact that South Africa's had an electricity crisis. And in 2013, when you started out, it wasn't nearly as bad as it is now. But there was a portent of things to come. The, 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 there wasn't going to be a quick fix to the ESCOM crisis, to the uh, load shedding crisis. And as good fortune and good strategy and good planning would have it, the fact that you start back then has created inbuilt protections to the current crisis that we're, we're going through. That's an important point to make. Um, in the beginning, it was uh, this concept of, well, we're doing it just because we're trying to be a greenie or whatever the case might be. But ultimately, what has happened in South Africa has just re-echoed um, just the necessity of actually to become more efficient, more sustainable in that side. So uh, load shedding, for example, that we're experiencing in South Africa is ultimately making such a big impact on businesses paying up to eight, nine times more for for electricity just because they need to run a, a generator and keep their doors open. So the first thing that they can do is is ultimately reducing their energy consumption, and that is a direct return on their pockets and their and the profits for that matter. I wonder if we move on to other things. I was presented uh, on a visit to Netcare with a pair of black school shoes that whose manufacturing was outsourced to a third party that was creating jobs manufacturing these shoes in a an injection molded rubber shoe. Black school shoes, nice and shiny. Um, got the feel, I suppose, and I don't mean to insult the Netcare shoes, but of a croc perhaps, of crocs, which are world famous um rubber shoes and these are made from the recycling of the rubber tubes that come from from drips and up until fairly recently that had been a waste product that had been something and it took somebody to say hold on a second can we not repurpose this daily essential in our hospitals and create something useful out of it and suddenly there is this Change of thinking, which says, actually, let's take what was a waste product and not recycle it into some pointless thing that disappears back into the ecosystem, but actually create something good out of it. And you almost get a a sense of of fulfillment through doing it that way. 
Yeah, very much. So I must say, so that is one of our our very uh, let's call it our flagship projects, and and something that we are very proud of, and something that's that's quite close to to my heart, um, and something that I'm proud of as well. Is and it's exactly like you're saying. So so in the past, um, the old PVC drip bags that you would see hanging with in, in, going into someone's veins in the hospital, those things would need to be um, classified as as healthcare risk waste, and and ultimately. That, that that waste that's been generated there then needs to be incinerated. Um, regulation required that that it be incinerated, incinerated. So ultimately what we've done now is we've said, well, hang on, let's take this PVC bag. Uh, there's, a, there's a good value that we can actually ex- use this bag for. And, and the, eventually we came up with the idea of let's make school shoes and really start giving back to the community. Uh, to date, we've recycled over. Well, we've recycled so many uh, PVC that we were we've been able to to actually hand out more than a hundred thousand school shoes out there. So, which is quite exciting. Um, that process of there's so many kids out there, especially with us in winter times, that's not got school shoes and being able to really give back to the community, give to the poor community, and say, look, here's something that that was worth nothing, which was actually costing us money to to dispose of and and this is a way that we can actually turn this this uh, waste into something that's really useful for the community the fundamental shift in thinking therefore sustainability doesn't become an obligation it becomes an opportunity right exactly i think the the quicker people start realizing that the better um i've mentioned earlier around the lighting um waste for that matter waste is really becoming an oil it's really becoming a commodity for 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 business out there um, into how do you actually recycle your waste how do you invest in opportunities um, one of the fastest growing um, industries out there is specifically sustainability because the returns on investment that you're seeing on of those things are 40 plus irrs that you're kind of seeing so so yes most definitely an opportunity out there most definitely the investor, um, a very good opportunity for the investor out there. And and to be honest with you, people or funders are jumping at the opportunity to invest in these things just because of the financial returns that they are seeing out there. Um, it's it's such a great opportunity to get involved. Um, sustainability and with the South African energy prices at the moment is, is really a booming industry and, and a, a business itself it's most probably um, one of your most lucrative businesses um, opportunities out there. It's not a solo effort, is it? And it probably was in 2013. It must have been a very lonely space, like resentment within uh, the company that suddenly everybody had to worry about this new thing called sustainability. But gradually people evolve and then you give them a sense of purpose and you give them a sense of participating and people start thinking differently about it. But there's been this explosion of the ecosystem where there are financial incentives, there's financing available. Suddenly there is an entire system of support and incentives that makes this entire process of environmentally, environmental sustainability incredibly worthwhile. Exactly. Yeah. So in 2013, we started off this project, and and at that stage, sustainability was was just a word. It was just a, something that we need to do, and and investors are starting to ask questions. So it's the tick box exercise. But something that Netcare really really took at heart at that stage is to really start focusing and and really making a difference at that stage. And I've been blessed to really have good leadership. 
on that side and and people who really really wanted to make a difference in sustainability and and really made sure that netcare grabbed the opportunity with both hands so an example for that matter is we very aggressively went into renewable energy or solar pv panels in 2015 while it wasn't necessarily financially feasible at that stage but doing that set us up for such a great success in today's terms making sure that we are ahead of the pack and making sure that 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 before for example at the moment everyone's installing solar pv residential and industry i mean if you haven't installed it why not and but but netcare is in that fortunate position of having rolled out more than 13 megawatts worth of solar pv to date and and really focusing on on making a difference both both to the community as well as to our to our ultimately our investors and and our patients by reducing uh, hospital costs um just operational cost in terms of electricity expenses and and um yeah waste waste recycling all those operational expenses no joke goes if you've done an mba everybody knows because you tell them in the same light i did a ted talk recently now everybody knows because i've told you but i spoke in my ted talk about the power of incentives in terms of actually driving sustainability and how if large corporations like a netcare for example could get an incentive loan uh, to operate more efficiently and more effectively and not only that but to ensure that their entire supply chain was also operating more and more efficiently and i noticed in my research for this chat that that's precisely what you're doing in terms of the biomass extraction in terms of water recycling but also just in terms of suppliers to you as netcare you're putting a lot of pressure on them also to rethink the way in which they do business or run the risk of losing the privilege of doing business with you. One of the main things that people forget is is when you've got a target, the Netcase set this target of net zero by 2050. And one of those targets includes both your scope one and two and scope three emissions. Now, scope three emissions are ultimately emissions that you are not directly involved with, but it's because of you. And, and that, in our case, would be our suppliers. Now, one of the main things that we need to focus on is on is how do we bring along our suppliers and we've recently started engaging our top top 150 suppliers out there um, which represents more than 80 percent of our, our total procurement spend and really starting to take them along on this journey um, depending on where they are in that space really focusing on what is the key big ticket items that they need to start focusing on what are some of the solutions that or the lessons learned that we can actually provide them information with so that they don't need to make those same mistakes again. And you are really bringing them along on this journey because ultimately, if NetGear is going to want to get to the net zero status, we're going to need to make sure that our suppliers get to the net zero status. And more and more pressure is, the industry is putting more and more pressure on on these suppliers to really start focusing on, on these aspects within the, the environment, the same as BE levels. Um, things start off slowly, but you need to start bringing in these aspects on board into, into, the, into your procurement processes, making sure that people also don't just talk the talk, but they play the game. And, and yeah, um, it's a very important aspect for them and, and really how you approaching the community and your suppliers in, into doing these things. There's such an amount of good stories to tell out there. And, and ultimately, to date, 
these things have been silent. Um, and we need to really sh start shining the spotlight on these small pockets of excellence and, and really rewarding those companies that do play the game and, and come to come to the parties. It's not just about environmental sustainability. Yes, that is the goal. But ultimately here, Andre, there is a financial incentive towards doing this. And that financial incentive can be through an entire health ecosystem from suppliers to customers and ultimately to the group itself. Exactly. Now, I've always said sustainability is the one aspect of it is the environmental side of it. The other aspect is making sure that your business is sustainable as it's a business. And that is reducing operating costs as far as possible. Um, and, and one of the key aspects of that is reducing your big bills, reducing energy consumption, um, your, your ESCOM bill for that matter, your utility bill, reducing how you are generating waste. If you can create value stream out of that waste, ultimately your operating expenses become lower. It means that you, you've got a better market share or better competition out there. And, and ultimately, in the net case of NetCare, we can provide better, safer patient care at a, at a cheaper rate um, and really, really focusing on, on, on leveraging that benefit for, for the community. Turning sustainability into a strategic initiative rather than a tick box exercise. Andre Nokia, thank you. National Environmental Sustainability Manager at NetCare. Thank you very much. That was Netcare Pulse. Keeping up to date on all things critical. Subscribe now.